Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Van Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. To script or not to script? That's the question we're going to answer in this episode. Welcome back to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. I'm Patrice Sikora, and today your host, Deirdre Van Nest, is going to walk you through how to speak from the heart and sound natural without rambling and losing your audience. But Deirdre, first, you have a listener shout out for us. I do. And this is from Mary. So thank you, Mary. She says, Deirdre not only delivers on practical ideas to implement immediately to be a better communicator, she shows us how to authentically show up for others from a heart that cares and a spirit of generosity and helping others first. I love this podcast and don't miss a single episode to learn more and be better. And I want to tell you that just makes my heart so happy, Mary, because I, I value one of my core values is, is caring for others and showing love. And I'm just thrilled that you've picked up on that through this podcast. All right. Our first question then for this podcast, Deirdre. You say there are many different opinions on whether you should script your speeches, your videos, even your elevator pitches, but walk us through what you think about the debate. Okay, great question. So there's two, there's two schools of thought. There's the don't script anything, just kind of wing it, right? And then there's the, there's the script. So let's talk about the don't script and, and what people are actually thinking and saying when they say that. You know, most people are in favor of not scripting because they're like, I want to speak from the heart. I don't want to sound rehearsed. Mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, I want to sound natural. Right. And, and I get that. Of course you do. Everybody does. But I want to just like, just put this thought in your, in your head. This was about 12 years ago when I first started speaking, I did a 30 minute presentation and this woman came up to me afterwards and she goes, Oh my gosh, I, I just, I loved this presentation. And I, and I really want to compliment you because you sound like you're just so natural up there. And I, and I kind of laughed to myself, but I, I smiled and I said, well, thank you. But I, you need to know it took me about 20 hours of work to sound that natural. <laughs> Right. And so so there's this there's this fallacy that if you're scripted, you're not going to sound natural. And I want to what's the word is it? It's not like dismay people. What's the word? I'm losing the word, Patrice. Like, oh, I don't, I you don't want to uh, scare people off. No, no, no. I, I want to dispel, dispel that myth. Ah, okay. I want to I want to dispel that myth that scripting means unnatural. And so what I find with the, with the, this sort of don't script camp is that's the biggest thing, right? That's the mindset is that they want to be natural and you can't be natural scripted, but also a lot of times, and I don't mean this in a mean way, people don't want to do the work to script Mm -hmm. and I get it. it. It's, it's not my favorite part of, of, of my job at all. I don't enjoy scripting either. It does take time. But then the third thing, Patrice, is a lot of people don't even know how to do the work. Like most people, myself included, till I learned the skill, we're not taught like, how do you write a script? How do you write an elevator pitch? How do you write a video script, right? Like that's not something that we learn in school. True. (laughs) So unless we, right? So unless you go out of your way 
to, to learn it, you're not going to know it. And I just think of my clients when they first come into my, my program that teaches this, the crazy good talks blueprint, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize there were all these tips and tricks and hacks that I can actually learn. Like, this isn't something I have to be born good at. I can learn how to do this. And once people learn how to do it, Patrice, they're, they're a big fan of scripting because they see the difference that it makes, not only in their confidence, but in how their message is received from their listeners. Does so this sounds, yeah, it does. And it sounds to me like you definitely support the script idea. I do support it. There, there are times, there are, there are exceptions. So we, we will talk about when to script, when not to script. I don't support it for every and any speaking situation, but I do for the majority. And particularly if we're talking about a, a speech, a presentation, a more mm -hmm. formal presentation. So, you know, anything, well, I was going to say anything 15 minutes or longer. I, I really say even, even a minute, because the, the shorter the amount of time you have, the more, the more scripted it really should be quite honestly, because there's fewer, there's, there, there, there's less room for error because you have fewer words that you can use. Understood. Right. So here are the reasons why you would script. And, and I love this quote from author Joan Didion. She says, I don't know what I think until I write it down. True. So very true. Right. And, and I think that's true for most people. Yes. The act of writing will actually clarify your thinking and allow you to edit out what's not needed. So, you know, the problem with unscripted and this desire to speak from the heart and sound supernatural is that your unscripted heart usually rambles. <laughs> Right. It usually rambles and doesn't make a clear point. And that's fine if you're hanging out with your friends on a Friday night. But in business, you can't do that. You lose your audience. You lose your audience. You lose your audience. I mean, how many times has this happened to you where you're, you're sitting in an audience and you're listening to someone tell a story and you're like, why are they sharing this story? <laughs> Is this ever going to go anywhere, right? Yes. Well, it's because they have not taken the time to go, okay, what's the point of the story? How am I going to move my audience forward with this story? And what are the details that are necessary to get their interest, make my point, and grab that emotional attention, but not necessary for them to have that experience? Now, how do you teach your clients this, though? Oh, you use a framework. So okay. we have a, in my programs, we have a, a storytelling framework and a scripting framework. And so we, we do spend time on the editing process. Like really the art is in the editing and, and it's, it's a process for knowing what to look for, knowing what kind of things are cluttering and what I call cluttering and distracting details and knowing how to recognize them and then, and then take them out. So it's really like any other skill. I mean, it's like learning, a, like learning how to ride a bike, learn, learning a sport, right? Learning any skill. Mm -hmm. It's just, we, we have a process, a repeatable proven process. So let me give you a couple other uh, pros for the scripting camp is if you script and, and here's the thing, let, let me, I just want to take a step back for a minute. What people object to about scripting is they don't want to sound like they memorized a script. Totally get that. You never want to sound like you memorized a script. What they haven't done, Patrice, is they haven't taken the next step to memorize that self fully that the content is what I call internalized, mm -hmm. right? 
-hmm. and internalized is when the content, it literally becomes a part of you. Every actor knows that. Exactly. And so I love that you bring this up. That's such a great analogy. Like if you go to a movie, right, you're watching, let's say my favorite movie, which is The Pursuit of Happiness. You're watching Will Smith in The Pursuit of Happiness and you're not sitting there thinking, oh, those are lines that he memorized. Oh, he, he, wow. He sounds so stiff. I, this isn't Will, this, this isn't, you know, this is Will Smith. This isn't the, you know, the main character in the movie, right? You, you would never think that. You don't think that about TV shows. Nope. Like you actually believe the characters are the character when the actor's really good. And all those lines you better believe are scripted, mm -hmm. but they've taken the time and that's, that's the key. They've taken the time to get past memorization to internalization. So literally they can recite those lines in their sleep. Someone could shake them up from a deep sleep and be like, right, what, 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 tell me about your story. And, and you can say it, it, it becomes a part of you. That's the part that most people are missing. That's the place you want to get to with the assets. So whether it's a speech, uh, a video, an elevator pitch that should be memorized. So I want to make, does that make sense? Is there anything you uh, think my, our listeners, like my listeners are wondering based on what I just said? No, I don't think so. Because then, as you said, it is coming from the heart. You don't have to worry about the words. You know the words. They are, You are the words. You can yes. worry about your emotion. And okay, so that's a really great point. So here's the other, I want to, I want to touch on something, what you said about coming from the heart and then the emotion. Let's go to the emotion first. So what's great about scripting out, let's say you're doing a 30 minute speech. What's great about scripting it out and then memorizing and internalizing it is you can be more present for your audience. Now yes. I know that yes. I know that might sound counterintuitive, but it's, but, but it's not, you can be more present because you know your material so well that if, if you ask the audience a question and maybe you go in a little different direction for a minute or, you know, something happens, you can jump right back to where you were without getting lost and without going down a tangent. Mm -hmm. Right. Makes so sense. it allows you to be more emotionally available to your listeners and to your audience in the moment when you do the prep work in advance. See the non-scripted way, you're, it's, you're usually winging it. You usually have done no prep work in advance and that means all of your creative energy is in that moment when you're in front of people. You don't want that to be the place where your creative energy is showing up. You want that to be you totally present with your audience, being totally you and, your, and authentic. So the, the thinking and creative energy should have come to, prior in the prep work understood okay Makes perfect sense okay great and then you mentioned something about coming from the heart here's the deal and, and i think this is funny like people are like oh i don't want to you know i want to speak from the heart so i don't want to script well whose heart like when when you're scripting you're writing whose heart is writing it now yours yours right so you're still coming from the heart it's just that you're writing it down it doesn't mean you're not coming from the heart and you're being somebody else but True. you're just taking an extra step to write it down. Now, the other beautiful thing about a script is that you have a repeatable asset. So when you script out a presentation, right? You, you, let's say you're doing a presentation for the first time. You decide to do the work. You actually script it out. Then guess what? When you get asked to do it again, you don't have to go back to the drawing board and be like, well, what did I say last month? That was so good. I don't know. Hopefully I say it that way again. Right. And, then, and that's what most people do. Like, they'll be like, well, it was a 10 last week, but it was a two this week. I have no idea why. Well, that's why. Yeah. That's why. So it allows you to repeat this process. And again, the more you repeat it, the more you can be natural and in the moment with your listeners. 
Okay. So, so those are the, those are the two camps. I, I think you can probably tell I'm more in the scripted camp. However, there are situations where don't script and I wouldn't script. So let's talk about those for a moment. So the places where you wouldn't are, are these. So one of the things that I've been doing lately, and if you, if you work with me or heard me speak at all, you, you've heard me talk about this, is sending videos to prospects or clients, short little, and I use Loom, but there's a bunch of services out there, short Loom videos for Therese, just saying, hey, so excited to talk with you on Thursday, you know, looking forward to discovering if, if, if our service is the right one to help you take your business to the next level, right? Or, hey, Patrice, we haven't talked in a while. We'd love to do a catch-up call. Are you open to, you know, scheduling something on Zoom? Okay. I would not, I don't script those. Well, that makes sense. You're talking to one individual. Yeah. It, it just like, there's no reason to, yeah. it, 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 it doesn't have to be perfect. Those don't have to be perfect. And they're not going to live on forever. Exactly. And, and that's a great point. If something is not going to live on forever, then there's not necessarily, I don't want to say all the time, but there's not necessarily as much of a need to script it. So as an example, one of the things that, that I did when we were on the, you know, I was on the road speaking is I would do these things I call tail from the trenches. So if I was on site, site at a speaking gig, I would talk about something that maybe happened or was going to happen. And I do a little, you know, kind of tip. For, for my viewers. Mm -hmm. And I never scripted this. I mean, of course I thought in advance, this is what I want to say. These are my main points. So I don't just ramble, but I never scripted those out because they weren't, they were meant to be like person around town, right? Like they're meant to be off the cuff. Right. And so if there's a little ramble or two, it's, 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 it's not as bad and it's somewhat forgivable and they're not necessarily, I mean, yes, they live forever and people can go back and see them, but contrast that to when you're creating what I call your why story, and we talked about this, I want to say, ooh, what episode did we talk about stories, Patrice? Do you think it was maybe, yeah, it was maybe five or six? Yeah, yeah it was like, yeah, I think it was in like three or five or six. We talked about your why story, which is um, should really be the cornerstone of your marketing. It's why you do what you do and why you care about the people you serve. Well, that's something you definitely want to script out that story, and then you want to get it on video. And that's something that should be evergreen, like that's living on your website. You have it in your email signature. You're sending it to clients. You have it on LinkedIn. That you want very tight and compelling and scripted. You want right? to move people with that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the other, the other area that you, you really don't want to script, but you do want to outline. So I, you definitely want an outline. You want to think through the through line and where you're taking your listener, but you can bullet point it is your podcast. If you're doing a podcast. True. Right. And, and again, in a podcast, there's a little more room for so, sort of going off the cuff or having a little side conversation than there is if you're getting up and doing a formal speech. That's the, that's the nature of the podcast. Yes. It's exactly. a very intimate one-on-one -on -one type yes. of situation. Yeah. So, so just like you wouldn't necessarily, like you wouldn't necessarily, like if you and I are meeting for a cup of coffee and I was your, or you were my prospect, I, I mean, I know where I want to go. We do have a, a, a formula we follow when we're meeting with prospects, but, but, but that's not scripted, right? Mm -hmm. Most people are not scripting out their one-on-one -on -one conversations. And so that's why the podcast falls into the sort of outline uh, focus versus a, you know, word for word right. scripted out. Right. What uh, about what about a really tight, succinct elevator speech? Oh yeah, that that you definitely you definitely want to script that again because you only have a few words. There's not much time, but that's the type of thing you want to practice over and over and over and over and over again, so you can say it very conversationally. Okay. Yeah. That's an important speech. 
That is definitely an important speech. I hate those. I think. <laughs> I mean, they're just so they're just awkward, aren't they? They're awkward, I, but they're so so much hangs on them sometimes. I know. I know. I yeah. How long should it be? Well, I try to when people ask what I do, I really like to try to stay in like 20 to 30 seconds. Because especially if it's one or one on one, because if it's not in like 20 to 30 seconds, then it sounds like you did memorize and script something. So you don't want to sound like that. So it needs to sound sort of casual off the cuff, but you know the words you're going to use and what's going to come next. Versus if you're at, let's say you're at a networking group, there's a lot of networking groups where they'll get you to, you know, to stand up back in the day when we were in person or, you know, sit down if you're on Zoom <laughs> and, and, and deliver your one minute commercial. And then those are typically one minute. And those, those can sound more, uh, well, again, I don't want it to sound like it's not natural, but those can look a little more obviously scripted than when you're just meeting someone one-on-one -on -one casually and they're like, what do you do? All right, you're talking about, you know, sounding natural and, and being yourself, but we're also talking about memorizing and internalizing. Yes. How can you memorize something that is 45 minutes long? Yeah, that's such a great question. Okay, so what, what I do in everybody's process and everyone's brain works differently. So I'm going to tell you what I do, what I recommend to my clients, and it's been successful for many of them. But you, you know, for my, for my listeners, you, you figure out what works best for you. But hopefully this will be a guideline. I recommend you chunk it down. So when I'm memorizing a 60-minute presentation, I, I chunk it down. So I will work on the opening for a couple of days. Then I will go to the first point, you know, second point, third point, closing. So I, I memorize it in chunks. And then once I have that piece, I add to it. Mm -hmm. So for me, our, I'll first start out with the actual scripted. Let's say we're talking about the opening. I'll start out with the scripted opening. I'll, I'll go over that word for word a few times. Then I'm going to take it down to an outline of just like high level points, then I might take it down to a couple of words and then I'll take it to nothing. And then once I feel comfortable with that, then I'm going to go on to the next point and the next point and so on. I, I think chunking it down is an easier way for most people versus trying to go from open all the way to close. Deirdre, do you practice with anyone? You know, I personally don't. A lot of people do. I have a lot of clients that do. I don't. I don't know if that's good or bad, but you have to do what works for you. And practicing with somebody just, I don't know, makes me more nervous. It gets me more in a perfectionistic mode. I, I just, I almost, it's almost like I'm like sculpting something that I don't want to unveil until like the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. It, yeah, I know. So I personally, I practice and I memorize while walking. That for me gets the words into my body. There's this kind of kinesthetic thing that's going on while I'm, I'm walking and memorizing. I enjoy it a lot more that way. And then once I have it all down, then I'll practice in a, a room where I have space and I'll stage, which means you actually place your movements on the stage based on the words in the script. That's a very advanced uh -huh. level speaking skill, if you will, to have different parts of the stage reflect different parts of your story. But that's my last piece. Once I get it all down, then I'm going to go into a room where I have space and I can actually decide where I'm going to be on the stage based on the content that I'm sharing. And does that help you remember too? It does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one thing I, I do want to say when it comes to memorizing a longer presentation 
many of my clients will say to me, uh, okay, Jared, that, that, that does seem like a lot. I'm not sure if I can do it. I'm like, okay, so here's, here's what I recommend you do. You want to recommend, you want to, excuse me, you want to script the opening for sure. Like the opening, we talked about this in episode four. So if you didn't hear it, please go back and listen. I think you'll, you'll find a lot of great tips and tricks for you there about opening and grabbing people's attention right away. The opening is prime real estate. So you've got to nail that. If you don't get that opening right, people aren't going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. So you got to, you got to script your opening. You got to script your closing. Right. Because people remember what they hear first and last the most. So the closing needs to be tight. You don't want to just leave it like hanging and falling right. off. Right. Like that needs to be tight. That needs to be tight. You want to script what I call your transition point. So this is where a lot of people fall down, Patrice, and a lot of people get off track and tangents and ramble is they've never planned how they're going to get from point A to point B. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So if you have three different points you're trying to make. How, how do you get from one to the next? Right, right. You, ha you have to have what I call a transition phrase that naturally takes you from what you were just saying to what you want to say next. Mm -hmm. So that should be scripted. That should be scripted. So think of the transition phases as your vehicle. So let's say you're going from your home to work. You have to probably think out, how am I going to get there? Am I going to walk? Am I going to take a bike? Am I going to take a car? Am I, am I flying there? That's what your transition phrase does for you. You, it takes you from one thought to the next. So Great you want analogy. to. Great yeah. analogy. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully that gives people a good visual. So you want to, you want to have a transition phrase. You want to have scripted out your signature stories. If you have like, you know, and you should have signature stories, you want those scripted out. And if you're going to make an offer for a service, a product, a, a book, you want that scripted out. Everything in between, when you're probably like, there's not a lot left. There's actually a lot left. What's left is all the content within your points. Everything in between, as long as you know what's supposed to be in that point, don't worry about script. I mean, script it out for yourself so you know what you want in there, but don't worry about memorizing that. Just know, oh, under this point, I want to talk about XYZ concept. And under this point, I'm going to talk about ABC concept. And however you get there is fine. And that's what I find myself doing a lot of these days is not worrying so much about exactly how, knowing word for word my script in my points. I write it out. So again, like Joan Diddy, and I know what I think, but I'm not as concerned with making sure that goes in a certain order and I use an exact word. That is a great, great roadmap for someone to follow. Great. Now, if they want to learn more about this, how can they reach you? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the best thing is is to book a strategy session with our strategy session coach and and talk about joining us in the Crazy Good Talks Blueprint where we teach all of these skills. We'd love to have you uh, join us in the program. So if you go to my website, crazygoodtalks.com, and then you click on the button that says individual, if you scroll down, you'll see a, another button that says schedule a strategy session. And we, we would love to, we'd love to see you there and, and be able to go in deep and deep and get my brain and my eyes on your work. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Deirdre Van Nest of Crazy Good Talks. Subscribe to this podcast. Don't miss any of Deirdre's astute observations to improve your performance and your results. Share the podcast. And of course, please comment and like. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.